and welcome to Tandao Digital Summit. Today, we are going to see the future of retail. I'm Veronica Gentili, I come from Italy. I'm a digital entrepreneur, a speaker and author. And uh, we have the honor of discussing this topic. There's a lot of things we are going to, uh, to discuss, changing in retail, retail landscape, new opportunities for retail, uh, with Claudia. Nice to meet you, Claudia. Hi, nice to meet you. Pleasure to be here. And thanks for the warm welcome. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> and thanks. And what's your job role at Facebook? Um, I'm actually leading the retail team here for the DAF region um, at Facebook. So we're taking care of all big retail clients from grocery to non-food, but also including QSR like uh, quick serving restaurants like McDonald's and Co. Wow. So you have a great experience in this field and I cannot wait to see what you prepared for us. So please go and I will pop in with some questions. Thank you. And um... Looking forward to our discussion. So uh, today is a little bit uh, about the future of retail, we call it. It's about the shifts in the way people actually uh, are discovering, shopping, buying, and how changing behaviors are reshaping our retail industry, what I'm seeing every day with my clients, and how we as Facebook, as a platform, uh, can help you to reach uh, people, meet their expectations, or uh, even better, exceed them. So. Um, in the past, and especially in the last year, we have seen, of course, um, fundamental changes, how we live, work, eat, we just discussed, um, communicate or shop, and uh, central of all these changes is really technology. So if you weren't already online, you got online. If you haven't had a delivery logistics in, in place, you made it happen. Look at the quick commerce just rising up. And um, we have really a lot of great examples how companies and it's not easy um, adapted to the pandemic and the question is what's next um, so which new consumer behavior um, will persist in a post-covid world um, and how as a marketeer and I was a marketeer for more than 20 years um, can we set up ourselves for um, success in the long term so in today's presentation, I'm having a look at three essential, really, um, marketing new behaviors. It's first of all, of course, media has changed, shopping has changed, and what uh, opportunities are rising up for us uh, as as uh, as retail. And um, we will look at we will look at how businesses really uh, can make the most out of these opportunities. Um, future of uh, discovery of us through embracing digital technology and data, both on our platform, but also others. So starting with media, of course, um, in many markets across uh, Europe, um, mobile reach and time spent um, last year um, have equaled or overtaken TV. That's, these are figures from last um, Q4 2020. Mobiles are more or less the new mainstream, not just for teenagers and millennials, but more or less really for all adults. And uh, in short, we have seen the mobile usage generation gap between young and old more or less um, is closed now. So um, this has also, of course, an impact on, on, on shopping. Um, at a McKinsey record, we found that 60% really 
and of people across Europe um, have changed their habits. In terms of stores, they shop in the products they buy, and we come to that a little bit later, um, but the way they also shop. Um, and if you look at really how e-commerce, and I think it's, it's, it's quite obvious there's this um, boomed really last year. Globally, more than 900 uh, billion was spent at online retailers uh, in um, more than 2019. And we have seen an increase of um, growth of digital sales across all markets. Um, these are just examples um, during the lockdown. And I think it's especially, and we always say this, there's not more uh, these uh, online or offline, if you talk to um, uh, an 18 year old uh, guy or girl, um, it's just shopping, they don't differentiate. It's, uh, and that's why I think there's, this is also a huge challenge, of course, for retailers um, uh, become omnichannel or multi-channel. And um, especially having a look at GFK data, uh, we have done a recent research 47% of online shoppers said the internet is making them more spontaneous or impulsive in their shopping over time. I just, um, I'm in uh, in my home office for more than one and a half years, and of course I don't have any canteens uh, anymore. I've got a huge amount of new offers um, popping up in my Instagram feed every day, offering me some kind of alternatives, which I can eat, for example, for my lunch break, and this is great. And, and over the question, as I said, from going shopping to always on, um, these new behavior will stick. We are, uh, and we have seen that um, coming from all markets, really, that uh, this was not a COVID impact, but it was uh, um, this um, always on shopping and rise to e-commerce will stay. So, so it, it's, it's something that is going to say it's not just we had it at the peak of the pandemic and then we are going to turn back to our behaviors. It's something that is changing. And I think the most interesting thing here is that it's also something that deals with a whole generation, uh, not just it's not just for young people because many are, are thinking that, okay, young people, they're going to buy online, but what has really changed? And I think it's what you, you, you mentioned before, it's that, it's not something just for young people. It's something that that's that's real for anyone, right? For any age, um, and it's, it has it's a big change, a very big change. Absolutely. Um, and so far, to be to absolutely fair point from from view. Thanks for that. I think the the store shelf has been the dig, biggest discovery platform in in the past. But as people, of course, frequent stores. Um, less and spend less time when they go to sports. Business need to really uh, understand which channels actually um, drive product and their brand discovery. And that, I think that's the biggest change, of course, as we see, as um, there are new opportunities rising up. And, and as I already mentioned, um, there are a lot of products, and this is uh, one of my favorite examples, Halo Top Creamery. Have you seen a product on Facebook or Instagram that sparked your interest, which you have never seen before, um, which you not intended to buy and um, you never heard of? And this is an example I mentioned, Halo Tap Creamery. This is an um, US ice cream, I think, uh, founded a couple of years ago. Uh, it was a startup. I think they started really in a kitchen and they, that is a nice story. They built their brand via Instagram with nice, really great content, but also with a great and media strategy behind and in 
uh, when they come become bigger and bigger, of course they uh, get into mass uh, media. But I think it's an example. This is a product I was not aware of. It was coming to Germany. I, it popped up. It has a very very nice USP, nice packaging, and it was simply there. And I said, wow, this is um, because I'm a knife cream lover, and I think it it shows what um, the difference in shopping it is. Um, because we see that discovery on social um, for brands, social media, and it's not only us, is the number one channel for discovery. 82% um, of people discover products and brands across Facebook's yeah. family of apps. So Instagram yeah. and WhatsApp, it's, it's huge. That's really uh, that, is, that is a GFK study actually we have done. And I think it, uh, look at uh, have a look at yourself uh, which new product you just see and you get an inspiration or you see then also offline or online you're gonna buy it i think it's around really the inspiration um yeah. and that's the big change i think um while more or less e-commerce and this is the past uh, was about um people finding products it's now discovery commerce is about products finding people and a recent research yeah. we have done with our FBIQ uh, department has shown that really almost 40% of people uh, weren't intentionally shopping when they discovered a new product on Facebook uh, on our platform. So I think this is um, really, really important um, really? that you with discovery commerce, really businesses can beyond go um, traditional media or marketing and it's not just meeting customers needs but anticipating and predicting them so inspiring creating something new and especially on instagram you go there for inspiration you go there for what i'm having for lunch um of course uh, creator we we don't call them influencer we call them creator having a nice look at the shirt or a new uh, inspiration for going to tuscany um and that's, I think, what is, uh, yeah, I would love to go there where you are, actually. Um, yeah, and yeah, you know what? Yeah. I use, uh, it's really true what you're saying because uh, I've discovered so many products and so many uh, locations too, especially through the explore feature in Instagram, which is something that a lot of us are using to, to, discover, to discover stuff and influencers. But at the end, Facebook is becoming, I say that as a Facebook advertiser, uh, I've run Facebook advertising for more than 10 years now. That's the system. <laughs> I'm you're, you're a real expert. I appreciate that. That's uh, amazing. No, thank you. And uh, you know what? The system is becoming, is becoming more and more sophisticated in anticipating People need, people needs. We were in the market of, okay, we want to find people uh, to, to show the product and inspire them. Right now, we are, we are really anticipating that needs. Thank you to the algorithm that is becoming the machine learning system, which is becoming more and more powerful. I mean, it has nothing to do with what it was 10 years ago. It's becoming really huge and it's a big opportunity for, for retailers. Absolutely, absolutely right. And I think that's why we always say and um, recommend to do this broad né, targeting um, because the algorithm will find né, the right people for the KPI you want uh, them né, to, 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 to reach them. And um, I think these discovery commerce is not only relevant for, for retail or commerce, but it's also relevant for 
um, CPG brands. What we have seen that also brands, of course, um, are going digital and are going direct. And I think especially um, large companies have to pivot. Brands that had never been had any consumer direct offerings before were forced really last year to go um, digital and direct. And I think just two examples, which I like are from Heinz and Lind. They both launched um, I think very, very fast uh, delivery service in just five days to ensure uh, con uh, customers really could continue um, to buy their products. And um, there are other pro uh, um, brands like uh, Nike by close of 20, uh, 20 companies, uh, Nike, L'Oreal, Nestle, P&G, Unilever, you have seen they all achieved and doubled their percentage e-commerce sales, um, especially Nike, I think is a nice example. Uh, enjoyed three straight quarters of roughly 80% uh, digital sales growth, reaching, um, I think it's 2023 goal of 30% digital sales three years earlier. So that's, I think it's amazing. Wow. And you see these, um, this huge sh shift um, of net going direct to consumer. And yeah, you know what, uh, just about uh, the broad targeting, I tried that with many brands and I had a lot of great results in terms of return on investment, return on advertising spending, which is, you know, one of the main KPI, usually, usually retailers, but also other brands are monitoring it. And Facebook is great at uh, telling you the, 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 uh, how you are spending your money. And it's been great because I had a, rather, a lot of results, not only in retail, but also in selling uh, digital digital services just with the broad targeting. So I think that for who's who's listening to us, that's a big. Uh, a, a, this is a good time to test it. The broad targeting, the discovery commerce opportunity, is huge. Let's test it. Believe me, it, it can be huge. Thank you. <laughs> Great recommendation. And also, if you you're an expert, as I said, and that's uh, that's I think. Um, very nice approach uh, saying and uh, test and learn. I think that's what we yeah. always uh, um, say. I think every brand, every uh, company, I think is different and needs to learn also with our platform. And really, you um, that's about, I think, the great approach. You, you don't need a lot of money um, uh, to just do an A and B test. And I think that's why I like the, um, the platform so much because um, I think the commerce is not only a platform for Amazon or for the big ones. And I'm, uh, I think a few years ago, I'm pretty confident that most, if not everyone would have to agree that uh, Amazon dominated really the e-commerce and uh, that no one else could really compete with them. And I think that really has changed um, because a lot of new players are coming into the market and Shopify is for me a great example of e-commerce democratization, what we call it. So everybody can use our platform. They have all the same tools. Um, and I think everybody is from a, a small um, company to a bigger company uh, is can use it and uh, accelerate it. I think especially with launching uh, shops on our platform, a uh, very, 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 very um, important step. And you mentioned already the checkout. Um, which is also, if you, we come to that a little bit later, um, is also the last step, of course, you do all in-app um, and you can just see 
um, for example, a pullover and an uh, influencer, you, you have a tap on it and you do directly the checkout with your um, Visa or MasterCard data behind it, shipment, and you get the order and it's all in app solution. And I think it, it's more or less really our way on the zero friction uh, shopper journey where you don't go to no, go to a shop or anything else. I think it's all uh, the in-app. Of course, you can do uh, all of the stuff also on your uh, website, but I think it's uh, it's an opportunity um, where we feel this is quite important to make commerce even easier and give access also to the little shops who are just around my uh, neighborhood here. And uh, there is a next nice example I brought uh, with me is the Hofkaffee Zeiset. Um, they, for example, they they have some kind of uh, little farmer's shop and they were closed, of course. And what they then started is um, offering their cakes via WhatsApp. For small business, WhatsApp is, is a solution and they sold, I think, up to 50 to 60 cakes per day via WhatsApp. And I think wow. it's just the opportunity um, of showing what you can do, of course. And, it, and I said, um, the main now focus is also on small and medium businesses so that they can leverage our platform and just put, because I have a small um, and medium business uh, at at home with my family and they are also using sometimes uh, 30 50 or 50 euro and uh, of course i will have a look at the business manager how what comes out of it but i think that this is the power you can um, have for a small um, budget also uh, in your local area uh, reach a lot of people and also sell and that's i think um, which uh, which i liked especially after last year because there were so many who never sold anything online and who never had the opportunity to also build a shop. And that's why I think there's a lot of stuff in. And of course, they're saying, even if my shop is open again, and I still sell my stuff online. And I think that's that's the power of the platform. You know what? So, I think this is a huge, uh, a very big opportunity also because it's not that difficult to be set up. I mean, you create your business manager, the commerce manager, you uh, upload your products. You can also uh, customize the, your, your, your shop in terms of colors and you can create collections. So it's something that, that you know, years ago it, and sometimes now a lot of people were thinking that set up an e-commerce it's it's too much i mean it's it's expensive but this opportunity tells to small and medium brands they can do that easily without big risks of spending too much and here comes a a, a big question when do you plan to roll out the checkout feature that is going to close the gap between buying and just what just browsing products on facebook and instagram this is a fantastic question. Um, hopefully next year. <laughs> okay, so it's coming to me. And so hopefully next year. So we plan that for 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 next year. And we are all waiting for it. So um, and I think that's that's an absolutely fair question because a lot of no, uh, businesses are waiting for it. And as you said, especially for smaller businesses, this is a huge opportunity. Yes, it's it is really big because as mentioned before, I I set up few um, uh, few shops on Facebook and Instagram, and believe me, it's 
it's much easier and the, the cool thing i think is this that is native you do not have to wait that much to get out of of the app on the website it's all native so that as you mentioned before it, less friction uh, it's it's a well-known um well-known environment so you can upload your your data your uh, credit card data just once and you're good to go into the facebook uh, app environment so yes we are waiting for that fully uh, in line with you thanks for the great question um this is an example and i would start and you just uh, mentioned that already um, and of course, uh, using AR and VR, I think this is something which is um, really, really important for us. We're working on that. And uh, I don't know about you, but one uh, of the things I really missed during uh, COVID is shopping, of course, in person and trying things on. And I think Mate.com is a nice example here. They've done a campaign um, recent, recently launched on our platforms. And you can see um, how this piece of furniture would like uh, would look uh, look like in your home and you can of course do the same with a lipstick you can do the same with with uh, sunglasses and i think something really where you just see how some kind of interior uh, looks in your um in your apartment or looks you know, like the lipstick or the glasses uh, in your face i think a nice example another example and you know that um influencers or creators are super important for us um, and this is uh, Nikita Dragun. I don't know if you heard of her. Um, and they are really important, especially for Instagram. And she's a makeup artist. Um, she has over 9 million followers on Instagram. And she just launched one of her latest product, uh, products via an Instagram Live that was shoppable. And I think this is also something, of course, um, it's big in Asia. Um, uh, it's coming also to to Europe. I think Wait, there are also. I, I can. I mean, there's a live, and I can buy something. Why you are talking about that that product or or that service at the same time, right? So it's, it's yeah. big news. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. I think that this is not. And, and uh, off the back of the video, I think five thousand people really put this product in their shopping baskets on Instagram. So I love how at the beginning of the video, she says you can shop right here within the app, uh, which is crazy. Now, live shopping, uh, like I said, isn't available, but it will come. And I think there are a lot of clients already asking because there's a lot of excitement. It's it's done. I think if you look, for example, there are some nice, really organic um, live shows already. Um, and I think all uh, customers and clients and businesses should simply test it. And, and uh, I think it will be some nice format, which will come, as I said, in nature, it's, it's, it's huge already, um, and come to, um, to us as well. And as I already mentioned, this you is were a big opportunity about. also because, as as we know, usually live uh, is a format that, that has a big reach, a very good reach compared to other formats. Yeah. So I cannot wait to to test it. And so uh, with live shopping, I will be able also to set up a checkout when it's going to be rolled out and let people buy something straight watching the video and impulse buying, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you see the examples here, how it looks like. You can do it on Facebook. You can do it um, on your website as well. Um, but on, of course, on, on Instagram. And I said, just showing how, how it works. 
And last uh, but not least, which is one of my favorites, is of course um, what's coming after. And it's not only after, but it's um, the conversational commerce. So that really um, people want to get in direct um, contact via messaging. Uh, Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp, of course, here in, in, in Germany is quite uh, big. And you order, for example, a product, you give a double if stop in that you are the, the, the business can contact you. Um, for example, Otto, which is a big um, retailer here in, in, in Germany, they're using WhatsApp already. So I order something at Otto, I give a double up in that Otto can address me or just reply to me. Um, and all my shipping. Uh, data, they inform me so my parcel is um, on its way to you. And I can also ask question, for example, if I receive it and, for example, um, I have a question or also, and I just um, put it back instead of using my email or telephone. And this is quite imp um, important. This is something what I love really because I feel that, especially in the conversational commerce, and so that what we're doing in our daily and private um, communication, it would be great. And I think this is a huge opportunity also shifting that to businesses. And that's it. And I think you see a typical, and you are familiar with that, a Facebook wall with all, I think, something which I uh, love to mention, be the nerd, be different, try <laughs> and be the do test and learn. I think there's a lot of opportunity uh, in there for all of us and uh, and to better reach your um, consumer, your shopper, your customer, whatever you call it, and be um, and build your business with us. Thank you. Thank you for this great presentation, Claudia. You share with us a lot of valuable information and uh, I look to I look to the future. I've just one question for you, and uh, it's. Do you think that? Is it all about digital? We talk about online checkout, we talk about conversational, conversational commerce. So is it going, um, is, are we going to, to, to do an all-in on digital or are traditional media, media still working? I think that's a very good question. I think I would always go for a balance. Balance, I think make a mix and I think um, anticipate the changes your consumers are doing. And I think especially your younger target group, put them in the middle. And then you will see there is a mix of traditional media and also um, uh, digital. I think there, this is, I think for every company to, to be, to be uh, should find that. And uh, as I said, put your, if you're gonna, sometimes I'm gonna ask my clients, what would you do if you restart your business? Would you have this media mix? And I think they would change it. And it's not because of, that, uh, that TV, for example, I worked uh, in FMCG for more than 20 years and TV is a super important medium. But I think I would uh, do it differently because of uh, some target groups I cannot reach with TV anymore. And that's why I think is the, the beauty of finding the balance of great traditional media um, combined with digital. Yes, I absolutely agree. Also, because today we are talking about an omni-channel strategy. There are so many, so many touch points across the customer yeah. journey. So we need to be where our where our customer is every time and yeah. uh, treat every media has a, a piece of a bigger puzzle that brings absolutely. to the experience. Absolutely. So, it's been a great pleasure to meet you and to hear from Thank you, you. Claudia. 
<laughs> it was great talking to you, actually. Thank you so much. <laughs> I really love it. I've learned a lot. So it's it's been really helpful. Thank you again. And thank, thank you. you, everyone that is uh, listening to, uh, to us for this, uh, for this great webinar. And hope to see you soon in another screens, right? Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.